Facebook. Hello again. So this is day three of my four seasons of challenge and Instagram is now live too. Okay, great. You're working again. I tried to do this yesterday and it didn't work. Facebook, Instagram is down, you all know this. So today is the last day of this three series of trainings. The first day we talked about um, identifying what your passion is, what you want. And then the day after, we talked about how to identify what the blocks are, like the building. Are you building blocks against yourself? Are you building blocks to of alignment with one? So today, the third day, is going to be about actually making and implementing those changes and creating change in your life with your with your behavior, with your emotions, and your environment, your physical environment. So I call this when you refine and align what's happening with you and what you want. So, actually, and too, by the way, I want to clearly introduce myself. I don't really tell you what I'm doing, like who I am. I'm Regina Nanomaker, and I help women who are feeling stuck and stagnated sort of reframe their, their perspective and, and their mindset so they, they can stop being paralyzed by their limiting beliefs and so that they can go after what they want with clarity and then make shifts happen for themselves. That's what I do. That's how I work. So let's get back to it. This is the third day. So we've already identified what it is that we're passionate about, how do we get our passion back. And then we looked at, what was the second one? Passion, oh, what's in our way? What's blocking us? And today is how to make those changes. So you're refining your core beliefs. What we did in the step two was looked at the core beliefs and our, limit, our limiting beliefs that stop us from going after what we want. So this part is going to be refining those beliefs to get, to make them more aligned with what we want for ourselves. So if we have a belief uh, such as we can't do this or we're not, this type of thing isn't for us or these opportunities don't come for us or we're not good at something, we're gonna fail at something, it's refining and reframing the narrative around those beliefs. So once you understand where those things come from and why they're there, you can just adjust them and reframe those beliefs so that they are in alignment with what you want and so that you can then go after exactly what it is and how you want them. And it also means you have to start to change your environment. You might start to pick some things, some people out of your environment. As you're changing your thoughts and your behaviors, you also have to change the things that encourage your thoughts and behaviors, which tend to be the people around you as well. So that could mean um, friends, family, co-workers, neighbors, the interactions that you work with in, in, in that sense. And so once you understand or maybe think this person might not be the best for what, what's aligned with me right now, what I want in my life, you need to start to minimize your time around those people. You need to start to minimize the, the energy that you spend with these people in these places or in these thoughts, your focus, minimize your focus on these things, but you have to be cognizant and aware of what these things are, who these people are. Another point of starting to actually change and implement what it is that you want in your life to get in alignment is doing the things that you've been avoiding, doing the things that you have, where those blocks were stopping you from. Maybe you thought you were avoiding it because you didn't feel like it or if you thought you were avoiding it because it was hot outside or if you thought you were avoiding it because it just, it just wasn't the right day or nobody's around. Just do the damn 
thing. Do the damn thing. Instagram, Facebook, do the damn thing. You just do it. Get over that. That's one of the biggest ways to get past your blocks and jump over your blocks and your hurdles. It's a hurdle over your blocks. That's, you just do it. No matter how fearful you are, take your fear along the ride with you. Fear can be in the passenger seat. Fear can be in the trunk. It can be strapped to the roof. Just don't let it drive you. Your fear can't drive you. It can come along. It, it has to come along. It's not going to go anywhere like that. But don't let it drive the car. Don't let it drive you. So, and in, in, in the space or in the, in the dynamic of removing things from your life, you also have to put things into your life. Good evening. How are you? Venera. Venera, am I saying that right? Venera? How are you? I'm talking about right now how to make changes in your life permanently. I'm talking about what you need to take out of your life. You need the people, the places, the focus that you have, the thoughts that you have, and then how to put things back into your life. You need to actually implement things in your life as well. Once you start doing the things, just making yourself, forcing yourself to do the things that you were afraid to do and that you thought wouldn't work out for you and dealing with whatever backlash, whatever consequence comes with that, you also have to start implementing these things, whether that be meditation or whether that be finding people who are doing the things that you want to do, finding people who have accomplished the things that you want to do, talking to them, make making them in your circle, feeling and getting, stealing their energy, steal their energy, steal their vibes, steal all those things, and make sure that that's what you are injecting into your brain. Because we go around this, but we live by default and we're just allowing things to get into our minds and affect how we think and how we live and what we believe. And then we act on, we only act on what we, what we believe. So when we start to purposely and deliberately place things in our mind that's for us and in alignment with what we want with ourselves rather than what we feel like we just have to have because that's the way it's supposed to be, then things start to change for us in the way that we want them to change. So once we get the people out of our lives, it could be family. Sometimes it's hard to have to remove certain family members from your life, but you know they're not, they're not on the same wavelength. And the more you hang out with them, the more you keep this, these cycles and patterns going with family members or co-workers that it's not going to help you and it's taking away from the energy and the focus that you want to get shit done for you clearly like that and that's just bluntly how it is you need to take out the people even if they're even if you love them you can love them from a distance and sometimes that's the best way to show that you love them and the best way that they can show that they love you if they can't get in alignment with you is to let you go and do your thing as well so along with maybe finding the people and starting things like meditations and i like to have people set their own mantras so get your own personalized mantras and affirmations in your head because when you go when you sort of just adopt someone else's it might mean something in the moment but it, it's not specific to you and what you want so once so from step two two days ago when you have those limiting beliefs, reframe them completely because that's yours, it belongs to you. Reframe that completely and then you have something else that belongs to you that gets you going, that fires you up, that, that does the opposite. The one made you stop, the one will make you go. So that's what you need to do. You need to make a personal affirmation for yourself and what you want that leads you and pushes you and lights a fire under you to go and do what it is that you want 
regardless of if you're fearful. Because fear isn't something that should stop you. Fear, fear can come with you, but don't let it drive you. So and it's also setting boundaries. So like I talked about certain people, there's things in our lives that are in place that we don't want to be there. There's things in our lives that are in place that we just sort of deal with because we think we have to. But guess what? No, you don't. No, you do not. Not, not in here, not up in here. You don't have to deal with that, no. So setting boundaries is another way for you to completely say, listen, if it's a mother-in-law, if it's a sister, if it's the cousin, if it's a neighbor, and you allow them to, to, to step, to cross lines, a habitual line steppers that we have in our lives here, we have to just say, hey, guess what? I don't like this. I'm an, I need for you to stop doing this. If, if we're gonna continue to be and interacting, however we are, whatever it is, this is what I want, this is what I need, or else, guess what we gotta do? We, have, we just have to cut it off or just really minimize the time and interaction we have with somebody. You do not have to give somebody all of you. You do not have to say hello to somebody every time you see them either. You do, I mean, or you can just say hello. You don't have to engage in conversation with somebody just because they're in front of you when you know that you're not getting anything from them. If you're not getting anything from them, it's gonna lead you to wasting time and energy. Then you don't have to do it. Hi, hello, keep it moving. Um, and journaling. So journaling is also something that you want to implement. And this is, you want to do this because it helps you troubleshoot your own mind. Journaling helps you become your own therapist in a way. So once you learn how to journal, you learn how your patterns work, the kind of loops that you create for yourself, you can learn to stop them. So say if you have a loop with three, three points in it, trigger, response, and, um, Trigger response and this is where I'm looking for. Trigger response and uh, consequence. Trigger response consequence. So once you have the trigger and you know your response and there's a consequence, if you don't like that consequence, you hate that you then need to change your response. You can't always change the trigger. The trigger is going to be there. You can't change what people do around you. The trigger is going to be the trigger. However, you do not have to respond the way you respond. So you stop that response in this movie. You change the response and then the consequence then changes. The reactions of the, of the individual then changes so that you don't have to respond in the same way. So you have the trigger, your response, and the consequence, and you can change the consequence. You can change what happens, this overall reaction, the overall circumstance, if you change how you respond to it. So knowing, knowing how you respond, knowing how you, the other ways you can respond. This is all how you can journal. How to, the different ways you, that you can respond. You can go over the situation in your head. You can say, this is what actually happened. And yet, you then go, this is what I want to happen next time. Then you can write down a plethora of things where you can actually, that you can actually do besides what you did that ended up in a circumstance that you did not want. Right, does that make sense? Does that make sense? What do you say, Venera? You said, people, People don't like boundaries. Whenever I set boundaries that normally end up to ending the friendship or relationship. And that means that that relationship or friendship wasn't for you because you shouldn't be the one uncomfortable in the relationship. Does that make sense? If people are habitually crossing lines, line steppers, that doesn't mean that you should be the one that is suffering or who gets the short end of that stick, right? There's plenty of people, plenty of relationships that you can engage in that doesn't end with you being the one uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense to you because I think I think that's really important to understand. 
relationships end. Like relationships, I say, are like are seasons. People come into our lives in seasons, and they don't have to stay the whole time. Sometimes we allow people in our lives to be to to stay way too long. We we know, like we know, especially as women, we allow people because we see potential in people and we, we can see what people what they can be. Yet that we don't see that, like just because. We imagine these things, but we don't actually see it. But we're living by what we imagine rather than our reality, because it's easier in our heads and, and, and the thinking about what could be and thinking about how people could be doing things rather than how they're not doing things. All right, but let me know if you are, if that makes sense to you. Right, relations. Okay, good, good, good. Because we are not here. We are not living in this space and time so that we can be uncomfortable. And there's too many people who will treat us well. And there's too many people who understand, who do understand what, what we want and what we need for us to just fiddle around and continue in these relationships. These are the toxic cycles I talk about simply because we're used to them or simply because it's familiar. That's what happens, especially, I bring up family because especially with family, people feel obligated to be in these relationships because just because they're family, but guess what? You know, family, real, Families are just humans. They're just humans that we share more DNA with. Like, really speaking, if you want to like take away all, just objectify it completely, they're just humans that we share more DNA with. And just like we grow apart with other people, just like we have different opinions from other people and we don't jive too well together, the same thing. It's the same thing. We can love from a distance. We cool, but you, you're going to be over there and I'm going to be over here doing my thing because I don't need anything interrupting what's happening with me, especially if you have your if you have children in your own family, you want them to see you being at your best rather than you having being stressed out trying to deal with this and deal with that. So that is yeah. And relationships ending makes so much space for other relationships to begin. When you feel a resistance to doing things that you used to do that's spirit that's that's the new you pulling saying let's go this way like i have so much more for you in store over here forget about those relationships that when you get to short end of the stick all the time there's so much more that's about to pop off for you that you like you don't you can't even imagine but you need to take away that energy that's being spent negatively or that energy that's being spent in ways that you know just isn't going to get you anything so, so I talk about mantras. Oh, and physical expressions like our our physiology and our psychology are so it's so it's so aligned and interconnected, right? So in, in my retreats or in my workshops, I do exercises with people where I have them go into positions because our body has memory, like our, our muscles remember things. So if you go into a position where you know you're hunched over and your head's down and maybe maybe your knees maybe you're into your knees and your heads and your and your legs if you try to feel happy and excited in that position it's really hard to do just like reverse if you if you bring, bring your chest up you know arms out on your hips the, the um, wonder woman position head up you know things like that smiling it's really really hard to feel sad and depressed or angry in that way it's hard to do that because your body literally changes with your emotion so if you find yourself if you notice that your body 10 hours of the day is in this position here you know, whether you're at work you know doing doing this kind of thing or what, no matter what you're doing, some people just have bad self-esteem. One of the 
quickest turnarounds I've seen, I used to work with um, eating disorders, one of the quickest turnarounds that I saw was when I had someone do postural work where they changed how, like just their positioning of their shoulders. It was shoulders, ribcage here. And it it was like magic. It was wonderful. I loved it. So I loved it. She she liked it. But it was um so that for me to see that change and to know you just see people and you can you can know how a person thinks about themselves in the world by their posture. I'm sure you've seen someone who's been completely hunched over and they don't really think a lot of themselves. They don't think highly of themselves. They don't think highly of their circumstances or what they're what they're in. And you've seen people who are completely full of themselves. They're just all about here and I'm, I'm the shit, that kind of thing. And that's it's not always true. Just like it's not always accurate if you have a, a high self-esteem, it's not always accurate if you have low self-esteem, but your body positioning is very aligned with how you think about yourself and the world around you. If you're scared of the world around you, you're going to do you're not going to be into it and give your vulnerable body position to a world that you're afraid of that you're scared of so um that is another thing i'm trying to make sure i'm not missing any comments here oh pamela hey pamela hey i missed some of the comments okay cool so we talked so i talked about journaling physical expression oh and actually so another part of this too that's making permanent changes is Talking to, I, I say your parents because normally your parents raised you, but it could be someone else who's significant in your life. But talking to them and telling them exactly how they've impacted you, whether it's good or bad. Most of the time, if it's something that's a little bad, it's like a, it's a relief. And it, you can relieve yourself from those feelings or that burden that you feel might be, that you might not even know are actually weighing you down and creating blocks for you telling maybe uh, you're interpreting something in your head thinking that I can't get these things because maybe so my case in point my father love him dearly he was an awesome guy he told growing up he told me if you like it I love it that kind of thing so I, he, he's great and this man told me I said to him when I was younger I want to be a chef he said you can't be a chef because you're black I was like oh I guess that makes sense Right? But what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> that's like, that's so limiting. That's so limiting and from his perspective. You know, of course, you want the best for your child. And you know, you he knows how the world works from his mind point being born in the 60s. You know, like that's not really what he's seen and he knows that that's not really what, how it works. But yet for me being born in the 80s and then for me to if I was to be a chef, it would be 2000 something. I could be a chef being black, dad. Like, what are you talking about? That's terrible, right? That's terrible. And like that, so that's what I'm talking about. So, so that wasn't like a huge for me, but that's an example of, of how someone can inject into your brain from your parents these limiting beliefs that you don't even realize, you know? So being able to, if you can actually, so from step two, it was actually realizing two days ago, it was alive two days ago, you go back and watch it, it's still up. But um, two days ago was understanding the limiting beliefs and where they came from and actually giving them a voice and knowing where that voice came from and being able to go to that voice to then wherever they came from and say, this is how you've impacted me. And to release that shit, to let it go, let it go, give it back to that person because you don't need it. You don't need it. So that's another thing that I have people do when they work with me to really dig into and believe and release all these blocks and these barriers. Let them go. 
let them go. And then the next part, so I don't have, I'm not gonna go live about the last part of this because the last part is simply just creating a plan and going afterwards, maintaining everything that we talked about, that I talked about in this third step, maintaining those things, consistency and accountability for myself or someone else and creating the plan and going after that plan and making that plan work. So that's step four. I wanna make sure I covered all the points that I wanted to cover for today. Telling your parents, um, oh, doing things that you're scared of, whether it be take a class, physical expression, journaling, setting boundaries, um, setting boundaries with people, your environment, work, um, finding new people, finding, finding the people and the places and the things, whether it be through YouTube or groups, or finding the people and places and the things that are aligned with what you want in your life. If you don't have anything positive telling you, yes, you can be a chef if you're black, you're not going to believe it, you're not gonna go after it, right? So you wanna make sure that you inject these things in your life that you want to be in your life. If you want them in there, and they're not there by default, because half the time it's not there by default because we grew up in such a, um, such a limiting and restricting mindset environment that everybody does for the most part. So you have to deliberately make them there. I say you live by deliberacy, not by default. Don't live by default. Living by default will just have you in limbo and, and have you putting out fires all over the place when things pop up in your life. So don't allow shit to pop up in your life. Just put things where you want them and act on them as you want to act on them, right? That's how you treat them you want. This is how you get past these limiting beliefs that you have and you create life as you want it. You do it deliberately, not by default. So again, Regina Nanomaker, and I help women who feel stuck and stagnated troubleshoot their mindset and change their perspective so that they can stop being paralyzed by the limiting beliefs, so that they can go after what they want clearly and make shifts happen for themselves. Yes? All right, so I am going to exit. Uh, is there any, any other questions from uh, Facebook? If, any, if there's no other questions, I will then exit. And of course, if there are any other questions, you can always send me a message or anything of that sort. And I will exit and goodbye, guys. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inner Workspace Podcast, where you show up, you do the work, and you get the biggest return on your investments, personally. I'm Regina Nanamaker, and I coach women who feel stuck and stagnated in life into troubleshooting their mindset, adjusting their perspective so they can get clear on what they want in life, clear on how to go after it, and then make shifts happen, make and create the life that they want. Today's podcast episode is about how to implement the changes. After you've done the pre-work of figuring out where your passions are, what it is that you want to do with your life, and then looking at the blocks and examining where the blocks are that are keeping you from doing those things, today is about how to actually implement those things and make sure those shifts and changes happen. So this is a recording of a Facebook and Instagram live that I did. So you will hear me talking to some people that are not there, but they're sort of there. So take a listen, enjoy, and try and implement some of these uh, some of these things. And let me know if you have any feedback. 
send a reply. Contact me on Facebook, Instagram. If you're on my email list, get on it if you're not. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inner Workspace Podcast, where you show up, you do the work, and you create the changes in your reality. I'm Regina Nanamaker, an intuitive mindset coach. Yes, they do go together, and I help women embody self-empowerment, spiritual evolution, and authentic expression by managing their thoughts and energy. Enjoy the podcast.